This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm superstar Frank Morano. We are going to discuss the Kevin McCarthy situation a bit later. Coming up in just two minutes, we'll talk with Dr. Sky. So if you have questions about anything space-related, now's the time to bring them to our attention. 800-848-WABC. That's 800-848-9222. Well, the judge overseeing former President Trump's civil fraud trial imposed a limited gag order against him. The president had uh, publicly attacked the judge's law clerk on Truth Social today, and the judge said, Arthur and Gorin, personal attacks on members of my court staff are unacceptable, inappropriate, and I won't tolerate it. Trump's post has indeed been deleted. Now, what's interesting here is that federal prosecutors have also called for a gag order on Trump for his 2020 election interference case in D.C. What doesn't make sense to me about this uh, civil fraud trial that the president's in the midst of now with this gag order is usually a gag order is issued in a criminal case or even a civil case to prevent the jury from being tainted. You don't want the jury seeing comments in the press, reading the newspaper seeing television commentaries and then having that sway them against what's in the courtroom and the evidence they're hearing. In this case, what Trump did wasn't right. He certainly shouldn't have attacked the court clerk, but the court clerk is a public official. So is the judge. And the only person who's going to be making a decision in this case is the judge. There's no jury. The jury is not going to be tainted because there is no jury. So to me, this looks like the judge here is really being incredibly I've never heard of a gag order issued on a defendant in a civil trial where there's no jury. This has got to be unprecedented. Make that one more thing that's unprecedented. Beam me up! To be continued. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. Everyone, this is the other side of midnight on 77 WABC. I'm superstar Frank Morano. I don't like to use the term deep state very often because it's become so politically loaded, although it used to be something that was applied to conservatives from liberals, but that's another story altogether. The fact of the matter is, though, there is a deep state. There is a layer of permanent employees within the government whose employment has nothing to do with the outcome of any election. 
In addition to that, it's not just the people in the government. There is a deep state that consists of Wall Street, big tech, the think tanks, academia, and the big military defense contractors, just to name a few. One of the things that has gotten no attention, which I think is a big, big problem on a local level here in New York City, is that New York City has a shallow state. You can go, and I've heard this from elected officials that served under Dinkins, Giuliani, Bloomberg, de Blasio, and now Adams. And what they describe, both as staffers and elected officials, is it a situation where you would go and meet with, say, the head of the Department of Transportation. And sitting next to that commissioner would be a bureaucrat that was really the person making the decisions. There is a permanent government in New York City that is there no matter who is elected. However, just like there are non-governmental aspects of the national deep state, there are non-governmental aspects of the shallow state in New York City. Greg Berman is the co-editor of Vital City, and he wrote a phenomenal column in City and State, which I'm going to link to on my Facebook page right now at facebook.com slash Morano fan about the non-profits in this city. And he has described a situation. The headline of the column is, Are Nonprofits the Permanent Government of New York City? And the answer to the question is yes. And he makes a very compelling case. For instance, when New York City controller Brad Lander questioned the city's $432 million no-bid contract with DocGo, he inadvertently, the controller, highlighted an underappreciated reality of urban governance. The city relies heavily on private contractors to perform a host of tasks that we usually associate with government, from childcare to education to housing. And many of these contractors are nonprofit agencies. Until we do something about the shallow state in New York City, we're not going to see any significant improvement in the quality of life in this city. Beam me up! To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. Well, yesterday we learned that New York City Mayor Eric Adams announced that he will be traveling to Latin America to discourage people from seeking asylum in this city as it struggles to handle a massive influx of migrants. My reaction to this is twofold. One, are you crazy? Are you kidding me? Do you really think if you're a citizen of Venezuela or Guatemala or Mexico or any country that's having a tough time economically or where you're at risk of being kidnapped by a drug cartel or something. Do you really think you're going to hear from the mayor of New York City and he comes down to your town and says, hey, don't come here. All of a sudden, you unpack your bags and decide to stay in Venezuela? Come on. This is the most ridiculous thing of all time. To me, what this looks like is a desire for Mayor Eric Adams to get a free trip and two, to look like he's doing something about this migrant situation when, unless the state does something and unless the federal government does something, he essentially is impotent to really solve the problem. So that's item one. The other thing that I thought was interesting is the mayor's chief advisor. She made the assertion over the weekend that the federal government should close the borders. And she's exactly right. And Ingrid and the mayor are tied at the hip. They are thick as thieves. They are very close. Anyone that knows anything about this administration will tell you exactly that. The mayor, in the first time I've ever seen him do something like this, actually went so far as to rebuff 
his own advisor, and said that the administration's official position is the borders should remain open. That's a quote from the Daily News. Now think about that. He's actually saying publicly the borders should remain open while going to Latin America and begging migrants not to come to New York City. I mean, does this guy speak with a forked tongue or what? Beam me up! To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. With Friday's floodwaters finally receded, a fuller picture is coming into view of that day's chaos and the flaws in City Hall's response to it. And I'll tell you, the more that we learn about how City Hall managed this storm and these floods last week, the more it looks like they did a pretty poor job. So this was a quote at 12.16 p.m. from the Twitter of the school's chancellor, David Banks. If you're at work or school, shelter in place for now, said Mayor Adams during a press conference. That was actually before noon that day. Minutes later, school's chancellor, David Banks, repeated that language, saying that our protocol is, in fact, to shelter in place. That was a tweet at 12.16 p.m. from the Department of Education. There was just one problem. No one directly told the schools about this shelter-in-place directive. So you better hope that the principals and the school administrators and the staff were on the website formerly known as Twitter at the time so that they could monitor these tweets from DOE. Overlooked on Friday as floodwaters brought the city's trains to a standstill, a top state official issued a damning audit highly critical of the MTA's readiness for future storms, warning that the transit agency is years behind where it should be on climate change plans. By the way, uh, very ironic that that would come out on Friday. Mayor Adams, who said nothing about the rain that was coming before this city was flooded, made the media rounds as we played for you on Friday to insist he'd performed perfectly. I think the more we learn about this, the more it's clear he did not. Meantime, at least yesterday, school's chancellor David Banks finally admitted that the city could have done more to warn New Yorkers before dangerous flash floods inundated the five boroughs last week. And he has become, in doing so, the first top member of Mayor Adams' administration to make such an admission. He said that the Department of Education should have had clearer communication to parents, teachers, and principals about what they were expected to do. Well, I like that. I like that Chancellor Banks is at least taking a little ownership and a little responsibility. I sure wish the mayor would. Beam me up! To be continued. 